Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you certainly having are, are having a great start to your Thursday. Of course, you can find the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the Daily Hammer all at BatteryPower.com, as well as at Battery Power SBN across all forms of social media. Also, the Battery Power Podcast Network is free on all podcast platforms. In other words, wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts, that's where we'll be. Make sure you hit that subscribe button to get the latest content, great content coming to you nearly every single day when it comes to the Braves. You can find myself, Sean Coleman, at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the latest from Atlanta is this. Wednesday was Guillermo Heredia Day in the Big Apple. That is correct. The Braves, after a Tuesday in which it was pretty disappointing, the Braves' offense just could not muster much of anything outside of a Matt Olson three-run homer, which unfortunately was not enough as the Braves lost both games of their doubleheader on Tuesday. Well, on Wednesday afternoon, the Braves decided to leave very little chance for that to happen again as the Braves' offense finally decided to wake up a seven-run inning, allowed for the Braves to get a 9-2 victory over the New York Mets. But the reason why we're going to name it Guillermo Heredia Day is because it honestly may have been Guillermo Heredia's best game as a Brave early on in the game. I believe it was the top of the third inning. Early on in the game, Guillermo Heredia, actually it was the bottom of the second, excuse me, Early, or in the bottom of the second inning, Guillermo Heredia made one of the better catches we have seen a Braves player made in recent team history by saving a home run and keeping the Mets off the scoreboard in the bottom of the second. Obviously, Ian Anderson was delighted to see the play of his right fielder, but an outstanding defensive play by Guillermo Heredia allowed the Braves to keep the Mets at bay and keep the score tied 0-0. to And that's when the floodgates started to open for the Braves a bit later on in the game. A seven-run inning. Obviously, the big hits um, coming from Ronald Acuna Jr., who had another RBI single. Dansby Swanson delivered an RBI single. Adam Duvall had a two-run hit. And then, of course, later on in the game, after the Braves had taken full control of the game, Guillermo Heredia landed his second home run of the season. So it was another game in which the Braves' offense finally decided to wake up, and it was another game again where it was the bottom of the order that sparked the Braves' offensive outburst. That has become a consistent theme. As I mentioned, you know, through the first 14 games of the Braves' season, when they went without an off day, it was the second, third, and fourth hitters, Olsen, Riley, and Marcelo Zuna, along with Travis Darnot, who really were carrying the Braves' offense. Well, over the past two weeks or so, it's been the bottom of the Braves' order. We consistently talk about the fact that it's the bottom of the Braves' order that is sparking Atlanta in some of these wins. Obviously, Duvall has got a few timely hits. Travis Demerit has been absolutely outstanding overall in his brief time with the Braves so far this season. And Dansby Swanson, who we'll talk about a bit, just, he will... He will, who we will talk about a bit more in just a second, Dansby Swanson has turned his season around. Still, st still struggling a bit at the plate, but overall much more productive over the past 10 days to two weeks than he was to start the season. But also, you know, want to discuss the outing for Ian Anderson, who did overall have a good outing on paper. However, 
there still was, you know, indications that he's still trying to work out the early season kinks in the armor to really find his group. Over five and one-third inning, Ian Anderson gave up five hits, allowed four walks, and only one strikeout. So obviously Anderson did not have his best stuff. Obviously he needed a little bit of defensive help, but the big key is is that Ian Anderson did not allow for the Mets to be able to put together that big inning that kind of has been Anderson's Achilles heel so far this season. He did not allow for Atlanta to have or for the Mets to have that big inning and was able once again to put the Braves offense in a position to where they could take over like they did to give the Braves a 9-2 victory. So Atlanta enters today's off day, 12-15, six games behind the Mets, a series split in New York. Obviously, not as good of an outcome as you had hoped, but obviously also something that you're fine with with how much the Braves' offense has been inconsistent. At the very least, they ended this series in a split. Ian Anderson was able to put together another good start in, against a division rival, on the road, and the biggest thing of all is that the Braves' offense was able to get going and be able to put together a very good performance with the bottom of its order being the reason why, and a big reason for that over the past few weeks has been the bat of Dansby Swanson. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So one of the bigger narratives coming into the season was going to be looking at what type of season Dansby Swanson could have coming off a 2001 campaign where he truly showed that he had above average power potential that finally worked into above average power production for a shortstop. But overall, Dansby Swanson's approach at the plate certainly was a struggle, especially with strikeouts early in the season. Now, we've come to know, when it comes to Dansby Swanson, he typically does struggle overall to start off the season. Well, he's kind of had his success and struggles at times. But last year certainly was a struggle with strikeouts. This year was the same thing. We all know that Dansby Swanson is a streaky hitter. We all know that despite the power, there are times that Dansby Swanson, while it's great to see his power, he also can go through stretches where he has a very hard time of making good contact with the baseball. Well, that certainly was the case earlier on this season. During the Braves' first 14 games of the year, in which they did not have an off day, among shortstops in the majors... Through the start of the se- from the start of the season 
through April 20th, there were 12 shortstops that had 50 or more plate appearances during that time stretch. Of those 12 shortstops, Dansby Swanson had the lowest OPS with the 432 OPS, and he was striking out 41.5% of the time. Basically, Dansby Swanson just was not giving himself a chance to succeed. And obviously, you know, there was there was disappointment. There was, you know, what is going on with Dansby? Can the approach change to where more contact can be made? Obviously, that was during a time, again, as I mentioned in the first segment, where the Braves, where the lower part of the Braves' offense was very much struggling. But the theme that has changed since the Braves have gotten a few off days together over the past two or so weeks, the thing has changed is that Dansby Swanson's approach at the plate has certainly improved. And as I mentioned a few times before the start of the season, to me, Dansby Swanson was one of the most important bats in the Braves lineup this year. Because if Dansby Swanson's bat was going at the bottom of the order, that certainly deepens the Braves lineup to where pitchers are going to have a hard time pitching through one batter to get to others. You know, earlier in the season, it was basically for the Braves, find a way to navigate through their second, third, and fourth hitter, and Travis Darno as well, and if you can land on any of the other Braves hitters, they basically were automatic outs. Well, now that's not so much the case. Pitchers have to certainly navigate Olsen, Riley, and Marzuna, or Ozuna, pretty carefully, because even though that a few of those have struggled lately, they still have the potential to change the game and what it bat, but now, with as many times as the Braves' bottom of the order is the reason why the Braves' offense is going well, opposing pitchers aren't having as easy of a time navigating the Braves' lineup once they get through the second, third, and fourth hitters. Because over the past two weeks, among shortstops that have had at least 40 plate appearances over the past two weeks, Dansby Swanson now has a 9.53 OPS over the past two weeks. He has lowered his strikeout rate to 29% and has a walk walk rate of 12.5%. There has definitely been a change in Dansby Swanson's approach to the plate, and it has allowed for him to approach each at bat with much more competence. There's more patience. There's more selectivity, and as a result. Dansby Swanson right now has arguably been the Braves' best hitter outside of Austin Riley over the past two weeks. And every bit of it has been needed. Obviously, the results as a whole have not changed much with where the Braves' record is as of right now. But if Dansby Swanson can continue to be productive, I'm not saying he's going to have a 950 OPS for the rest of the season. But at the very least, if he has worked his way through his early season struggles, and can become a consistent contributor in some way, shape, or form, either being a run producer at the bottom of the order, or perhaps being someone who could set the table for the top of the Braves order. If Dansby Swanson can fill both those roles moving forward, that's going to be a huge boost to the Braves lineup, as we've seen on multiple occasions over the past two weeks. So obviously, the Braves' time in New York, again, Probably not the, you know, most desired outcome, but at the very least, the Braves were able to get the job done when they needed to on Wednesday to keep things as they were before the series started, and the Braves go into today's off day 
with a positive mindset coming off another strong performance from Ian Anderson as well as seeing the offense find some success. Another key to the month of May for the Braves. They've gotten past their series with the Mets, but that does not mean that the overall competition level is going to go down anytime soon. As awaiting the Braves this weekend is the Milwaukee Brewers, and obviously that starts tomorrow night. The Braves will be looking to try to keep their offense going as they return home, despite the fact that they're going to be facing one of the better pitching staffs in the National League. The Braves are no stranger, or the Brewers are no stranger to the Braves, as these are the two teams that faced off in the division round of last year's playoffs. So it's going to be a very interesting series to watch. The Braves' offense is going to have to make sure that it shows patience at the plate in order to not give away too many strikes to a Brewers pitching staff that does very well in working off hitters' weaknesses. If the Braves give away too many strikes, it's going to be very hard for them to find success with the overall talent of the Brewers pitching staff. So that certainly is going to be a narrative to watch as we head into this weekend series against Milwaukee. Obviously, it's been a fun week. Always a fun week when the Braves can end a series with the Mets with a convincing victory over New York. Hopefully, we'll be able to ride that momentum and get another series win as we head further into May against Milwaukee. Can't thank you enough for listening to this edition of the Daily Hammer. We'll be back with you tomorrow, and obviously, in the meantime, you can listen to the latest episodes of the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, all at BatteryPower.com, as well as at Battery Power SBN on all forms of social media, plus free on all podcast platforms that you may choose to listen to. Just hit that, hit that subscribe button and you'll be updated when the latest episode from the Battery Power Podcast Network is out. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. Daily Hammer.